0: Yes, I'm sorry, Ian. Ready, you're so antsy today. Welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Podcast. I
1: had more caffeine this morning than I usually do, that's why.
0: For Tuesday, uh, April 12th, 2022, is Cadbury cream egg season. That's Ian Ferguson. I'm Pat Contrary. On the show today, we'll be talking about an Amico price hike, fun times, Uh, Morbius Morbius again, Uh, Sora's big feet are gone, and other fun stuff. Uh, We went over some of our weekend on the exclusive podcast. We did. At patreon.com slash podcast. I got hacked.
1: Pat got hacked. We, yeah. did, we also had a little a little, uh, we, a little, we, food poisoning, little food uh, poisoning retrospective. Uh, yeah. we'll <laughs> chat about food poisoning. Um, neither of us had food poisoning this past weekend, though. So that's good. We're fine. We're fine. We know you're upset. I got a haircut. You need not comment on my haircut. I don't comment on haircuts. Um, I just don't notice them. <clears throat> just, okay. Uh, well, yours. It is a little tighter. A little tighter. It has to be because the hair was. It's tough for me to notice haircuts on people with curly hair. Oh, is that why? Yeah, because there's a lot of volume. Got my mom's hair. Thankfully, it's nice though. It's nice. It's nice curly you, hair. Ian. It's good. Thank you, Ian. It's good. It really. I bet you it impresses the ladies. Uh, I did see Sonic the Hedgehog, too.
0: Speaking of impressing the ladies.
1: Part two. Part two, impressing the ladies. I did. I had to take Avani uh, out for that, of course. Uh, and uh, like...
0: the first one was a Valentine's Day date. I remember you told me yeah, a couple years ago. It was.
1: It was like but, right, right before on all hell broke Yeah. It was the last movie I saw in theaters, and I thought for a long time there that it was going to be... The, the Sonic 2 might be the first movie I saw in theaters back, but I got dragged out for Halloween and I think one other movie last year. I can't remember what. Um, Sonic 2 was a lot of fun. Uh, if you wanted it to be more video gamey than the first one, you got it. Uh, there's more video game references, more video game type stuff. Uh, the way they bring in um, Knuckles and Tails uh, makes sense. Um, the movie knows that it's just a video game movie and doesn't really dwell too long on it. Gets right into things. Uh, I'm always impressed by the. Wait, 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 what do you mean? Why would it dwell on it? What do you mean? Like it doesn't. It didn't spend a lot of time like building up how to get back into the story. It was like, hey, we're back, and we're right into the story. Like, oh, okay. Just, they didn't
0: have to recap or no, reintroduce. Yeah, it was very. It was very. I know who's
1: seen this it, movie. It was quick. It it quickly got back into it. Um. So yeah, it was fun. Uh, it's a video game movie. Jim Carrey was good um it's uh gonna be enjoyed by kids it's enjoyable by adults it's not like high art but it's way better than video game movies have been
0: let me see the rotten tomatoes on uh it rotten
1: tomatoes i think is 67 and i think uh the the audience score is always fewer high. score is 97 uh, 98
0: 67 all right that's not bad no that's fresh Sixty-sixty is the threshold for
1: fresh what was most interesting to me is the amount of time they actually spent on the human characters in this, which... Was it less than the first? No, it's more. Um, a little bit more. There's a there's a long segment that's pretty funny that involves a wedding. Um, the first... Okay, real quick. The first one was an hour 40.
0: This is over two hours, this one. Two hours and two minutes. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: I know. President. Well, you got a lot more characters, I guess. He got a, yeah. yeah,
1: they added two brand new characters that everyone wanted to make sure had screen time. Like, that was something I was worried about going in, that Knuckles was going to have, like, five minutes of screen time, or Tails was only going to be in there briefly. No, they were there. You, you
0: for, were worried about it. Yeah, yeah, that was a concern.
1: They were there for the whole movie. Yes, Pat, people like movies, and they watch them. And they have concerns and hopes. Um, and what was I going to say? Oh, I think the humans actually help it. I think if the if they had to um, run on a video game premise or a video game story the entire time, I think they would burn out of ideas or things to do with the the critters. That said, it was fun. Go see it. I still don't think the Mario movie is going to be very good.
0: Well, based upon the voice actors, they, they're just
1: I just hot. the direction that they're going in. Uh, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where obviously Nintendo wants to make money off these characters and they see a movie as a good way to do it. But I think what Sonic does right is that they make sure that they get the character accurate. And because of that, you can kind of put well, them into anything. Mario doesn't have a character. Sure. That's, that's the, the problem. problem.
0: Yes, exactly. isn't a character since the cartoons 30 years ago. Well,
1: and that's the problem with a lot of video game movies is yeah. that the there, there is no character. There's a no. world. There might be a story, but when you throw the character in there, the, especially in something like, for instance, Silent Hill, which the first Silent Hill movie was okay, you, because these characters are played by you, they have the least amount of dialogue, so they've got to build this character, sure. and and so often it goes wrong. Sonic... Sonic unlike Mario Sonic has a character they've been working on a Sonic character for they've had tons of cartoons ever yeah. cartoons so people already know what to expect from it so as long as they get that right they've already seen this character in so many different sure. iterations that they can they can accept one more retelling of the story as long as they know the the main character and that's what Sonic does properly
0: Mario is like Mickey Mouse with less personality like there's like no personality to Mario right he says a couple of words. Yahoo! They, they took away any notion of him, him being Italian at this point. They said he's Other tw- than the accent. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's a goal. It's a me. Which was like which is like almost insulting how it's become yes. like that. But then like he's twenty six years old randomly, instead of like a grown ass man, which everyone always thought was, That's how it always was portrayed. And then like that's the character like there's no character.
1: There's no there's, there's no character to Mario. If there said, isn't if you ask me how old Mario was, I would say forty mario is like 45 40 he is a 40 or a, r- a rough 40 <laughs> a
0: rough 40 i would say uh did you, you see the, the winner of the figure uh, the not the, not going on the guys from jersey the winner of the masters uh, scotty uh, scheffler yeah, I, did not. I thought he was four years old the 25 year old kid and he looks like he was 40 i was like wow it's, it's interesting how some people just look their, their their features like the with the chin and everything he looks yeah. a lot older does have our babyface features.
1: Speaking of yeah. movies, uh, it looks like Morbius has the worst second weekend drop for a drop. superhero movie. That's impressive. Uh, I don't think anyone expected well, it. I, I did.
0: I, I thought that this made too much money the first week. There's no way this is going to keep up from the quality of this garbage. Now, every, everyone now. everyone um, who wanted to see it, uh, they went out and saw it. All the all the there's there still goth kids. All the goth kids and emo now, kids went. I don't, went think, the first I don't weekend. think they cared. Uh, um well, you don't know so was in high school. high school is always those you know the kids that are into this okay, I was going to say they hang out at that mall store anymore that that hot topic is there, is there hot topic there anymore are hot topics There's still kids that go there that probably saw this um he is has, he has, he's in a band that people like What was it
1: something the Mars? 30 Whatever. seconds to your mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't, don't you so, my mom. So, uh, Morbius all- brought in $2.95 million at the start of its second weekend at the domestic box office, Oof. marking a record 83% drop from yep. the previous Friday. So for the second weekend overall, Morbius is headed towards a $9.9 million gross. Awesome. So-
0: this will probably. Here is the thing: the budget wasn't that big on this movie, but I don't think it's still going to make enough money for I think it. To, was
1: Seventy-five million.
0: So then, then you add marketing. So remember,
1: thirty-nine million was the opening uh, weekend. You add another ten. So let's okay. say this does. Let's say this does sixty million. You're still not making any money back.
0: Remember, this out there, folks, that the marketing rule of, and all that. Too. The rule of thumb is that the, the studios get only about half of ticket sales. Right. Well, about half, half. overall. Uh, so it's like you have to do double the budget. To break even, plus the marketing budget, which could be anywhere from 50% to sometimes 100% of the movie budget for, uh, for this. How many fucking commercials do you see for Morbius? I saw constant Morbius uh, commercials. I literally don't out. ever watch TV. So, like, they, they, they marketed this. So, the good news is that this will oh probably not warrant a sequel. No. The bad is that they already brought in the vulture from the MCU and ruined that. And they're going forward with the uh, Madam Webb and Craven movies that no one, I mean, no one will see those movies. Like Morbius is so, something that people go, okay, it's Morbius. It's a vampire. How are they going to sell you Craven the Hunter? He hunts uh, big, big game. I, I'm not. He's not a protagonist. He's hunting rhinos, and he fucking has a, a goddamn uh, like leopard vest with the head on it. Like, I don't want to watch that guy. He's an interesting villain, but that's not a protagonist. A poacher, for God's sake!
1: What Sony? What are you? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Sonic made seventy one million in its opening weekend. Because that's a likable character. I may mean, not be
0: into it, but it's a likable character.
1: Mm-hmm fucking uh, craven's not a likable character jesus michael bay's ambulance debuted at 8.7 million in fourth place on its opening weekend
0: i kind of feel bad because i actually had an interesting premise to it and it's like it's a non-genre movie at least and it has jake Gyllenhaal. looks like like he looks out of his mind in the movie and jake's always good for these sort of roles that looks interesting the whole thing takes place in the ambulance basically right Maybe. Oh, is that that's that low? Eight million for the first day, I guess it is.
1: For its opening weekend, it was fourth place. Oh, that's
0: for the whole weekend. That's for its weekend. Poor Michael, not poor Michael Bay, but that's bad. I don't, I'm not worried about Michael Bay. That's a bad opening weekend because yes. that guy. That was a lot of commercials for that too. I think you know what hurt that? The name sucks. Ambulance is not a good name for like an action. It just isn't. A lot of times the name is like ambulance. What is that about?
1: Makes me think of phone booth, and I hated that fucking movie.
0: Was that the one with uh?
1: Colin Farrell he's got
0: to be on the phone booth the whole movie I fucking hate is Colin it a real time movie or no yeah, it's 87 minutes it's a real time movie yeah, and it's it's short like, but like, like Nick of Time with Johnny Depp feels like too long not many real time movies those are interesting like every, once for like four or five years I do like a real time I like the movie.
1: idea I never watched 24 but I always thought the idea of 24 was interesting the fact that it takes place over 24 real multi- time hours. I don't think I,
0: that show was on for like nine years, eight years. I never watched one full episode. The
1: ever. the the initial season was interesting, but after that, I was like, <laughs> "How are you going to do this for eight years?" Yeah, how are you going to do eight of tw- these? Tw-
0: like a one day event. Or, then what happens if like you got to like travel somewhere? Like what you're, are you not there those two two hours of the of the season? What happened to Kiefer Sutherland? Oh, I saw him in a trailer for something recently, I believe. Anyway,
1: you're eating worms, Michael.
0: A World of Tanks. Uh, announced. This is war gaming. They do World of Tanks is a huge game that I'm not overly familiar with. No,
1: it's uh, a big, 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 big free to play game.
0: Yes, and obviously there's there's and obviously uh, their assets got stolen uh, for for an unfortunate game uh, last year for tank tank for tank tank battle tank t- tank battle whatever. So uh, this is fairly big news. They announced that they're going to leave Russia and Belarus where their operations were, and they were out of there as of the end of March. So they were gone. They're like, we're not putting up with this. We don't want to be around this. They transferred its live g- games business in Russia and Belarus to local management of Lester Studio that is no longer affiliated with Wargaming. The company will not profit from this process either today or going forward. Much to the contrary, we expect to suffer some, some substantial losses as a direct, direct result of this decision. This was their press release. So take them at their word. Uh, they're, they're, they're done. They're done playing around with uh, two nations that are invading uh, Ukraine. So there you go. They're putting their money where their where their uh, mouth is, and they're going to start closing their other studio. They said in Belarus. There you go. All right. That's the that's the way to. You got to put pressure on them.
1: Yeah. Uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium 2 was announced not a whole lot to say about this right now it's going to be yet another collection of their classic arcade games there was a one released a year two years ago um, and it started with uh, basically you downloaded it it gave you a free copy of 1943 I believe it got you a, t- like a, little, a little taste and then you had to buy the other ones and then you bought the other ones in packs um, there was a lot of good games on there but a lot of games I had already played so I didn't really dive into it uh, but there were some notable standouts like Pro Gear, which is a, a horizontal shooter that was arcade only.
0: You had ones like, just real quick in the first one, you had um, stuff like Legendary Wings, Trojan, Bionic Commando, Forgotten Worlds, Ghouls and Ghosts, a lot of those early Genesis ones. Uh, Strider, Merc, so Street Fighter, the original Street Fighter Two, and Turbo Hyper, and, Super, and then like the 19X other X Games. And then it had
1: all the beat-em-ups from, that were in the Com- beat-em-up bundle as well.
0: Captain Commando, final fights there. Most um, of them.
1: Armored Warriors, I think, was in there. Uh, Yeah, that one's there. A few of them. Yeah. So um, so the new one is announced. I haven't given a list of games yet, but uh, it, I believe the free game is going to be Sun Sun, uh, which is a horizontally scrolling uh, monkey shooter. A and, monkey shooter. And then they announced a puzzle game that I have not ever seen before. Um, I don't think I've even heard of it. Uh, that looks kind of cute. That will be a bonus if you pre-order the fighting game pack that they've got coming out it's a little bunny. Uh, uh it's called three wonders it's, adorable. it's a little bunny.
0: It's, like, it's like almost like a kick cubicle little boxy yeah, thing. yeah right? a
1: but, like, type of deal yeah, it's
0: adorable here's okay. the th- deal though you look at the first pack of games there's a lot of capcom classics in there you got commando 42 43 ghost you're gonna the well is gonna run dry potentially
1: i think this is uh oh uh, sun not a shooter
0: it's on monkey a monkey king is a shooter. It's on Sun a monkey shooter. Like monkey, monkey shooter. Sun
1: Sun, monkey, uh, that's monkey king. Um, Sun Sun does involve a monkey though. <laughs> okay, just uh, I sure. think Capcom's got a deep enough library that they've probably got interesting and worthwhile stuff to play. The main reason I didn't buy into the first collection much is because it's all shit we've seen before.
0: But but, the, but like I said, like these are like top of my head they're not going to give away like the really great games that they can sell separately. They're not going to give away like the, the fighting games. Cause those are their own packs. Oh sure. So like outside of this first one, I mean, section Z's on this first one, like these are the ones, these are the ones that would have made like video game years sort of stuff. A lot of these games. Sure. You know, so outside of that. It's like, okay, what do you got? Some more beat ups that already been re-released. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll see, but it's kind of telling. There's no, there's no list yet of games for it. That's sure. all. None not at all. Um, they announced Kingdom Hearts Four. I guess the remake did well enough.
1: Remake, um, the third one, or I th- mean, third one, third one. I mean, they just keep remaking and re-releasing. Uh, but the remake. I thought part they did a remake. Only like two years well three years old. They do a remake? They did. They've done like fifty billion remakes. But okay. The most 50 recent, like big thing was part well, three. Well, plus you know it had the
0: you know it got into the the video game Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> sure. So so uh, so people are complaining that Sora's big feet are gone. Uh, yeah, I, so, I don't know
1: why you wanted to cover this, but apparently I it's funny. the design has changed. Sora used to have extraordinarily large kicks, uh, like clown <laughs> shoes, um, and those are gone. He is now wearing. Uh, what could only be described as uh, human-sized sneakers.
0: Human-sized sneakers. So, human-sized the, sneakers. so people with that foot fetish are disappointed. Uh, it was a funny little thing. There's a picture here showing the feet, bare feet on a couch. Uh, that's now that was shown. That's a that's an official Square Enix shot. Oh, I okay. don't think so. Is it really? It says screenshot Square Enix oh, slash Kotaku. Wow, unfortunately, this might be a thing. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of Sora's feet. Uh, this could be an actual thing out there. Uh, that that you don't want to uh, get into, but you do want to visit. You do want to visit dot com. You absolutely do. No, there's nothing, nothing feet related. But you have great, uh, you have great items like
1: what's your <laughs> what uh, no, is a your fu- face? just a funny thing. um Giving Sora normal sized shoes and feet is the most fucked up thing you could do after 20 years of this. Explained Chris Person, former Kotaku video producer and host creator of Highlight Reel. They better fucking explain where his big shoes went. Like they better go to Shoe World, and all the shoes are emo and kind of sad. <laughs>
0: See, it was interesting enough. Uh, You derailed my my, my plug. Yes, that's right. Well, you asked about my face, so I explained it. Well, you know, we're going into the plug portion. The plug portion? That could be something else. The plug portion. Uh, (laughs) 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 You got the certain NES guidebooks.
1: No plugs there yet. Hey,
0: there's only four Yoshi prints left of the Combat limited print to 22. Four. Get them. We're down to four. Uh, We just just sold a a, a T-shirt. We just sold a My Man T-shirt. My man, and uh, stickers, enamel pins. It's a blast at oldnintendo.com. I'll be on Twitch Wednesday night. Ian will not be there. Twitch.tv slash country code for the best in 70s, 80s, and 90s commercials. And I'm on Cameo, cameo.com slash pad country. And I'm going to be at Midwest Gaming Classic, April 30th and May 1st, at the end of the month in beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. My first time in Wisconsin.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. That'll be fun. We'll have fun. It's a good convention. I've been there before.
0: You love SNK, don't you, Ian?
1: Yeah, I do. But I don't love this latest fucking development. Uh, 96% of the company is now owned by Electronic Gaming Development Company, which is a fancy way of saying Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia. The crown prince. Yeah. Guy who has people murdered. And the, sought the out.
0: Guy, the guy that uh, was buddy-buddy with Jared Kushner. And is now investing in uh, Kushner's fucking it's like a payback thing happened with some investment firm that just came out in return for, you know, you know, we'll just, we'll just hack some American resident uh, to death in a fucking uh, consulate. Yeah, just like that. a little not, thing yeah. that
1: has to go on every once in a while. Yeah, that's fine. So, yeah, this is upsetting. Um, I have not. And this started about a year ago. Uh, this article from Kotaku does mention that. Um that it was in 2020, I believe, or even as recent as 2021, they had acquired like a 26% share. mm mm-hmm. And people were concerned, and I think people, you know, I I think people wanted to look on the bright side, and they're like, okay, this is probably like a stock market portfolio sort of thing, whatever, they ended up with this, and uh, easy come, easy go, maybe they'll sell it off in exchange for something else soon. It doesn't look like that, and um, I had not known that there was actually an electronic gaming development company uh, that uh, that Mohammed bin Salman was running. Um, He's trying to get... You know, more developers, more development going in in Saudi Arabia. Uh, It says that they spent the last year throwing money around the video game industry with investments in companies like Activision, Blizzard, Electronic Arts, Take-Two Interactive, Capcom and Nexon. Um, These are all smaller investments, whereas Uh, obviously SNK is at this point. I mean, it's a full takeover.
0: How about they invest in uh, human rights? That'd be great. That'd be nice. For Saudi Arabia. That'd be fantastic.
1: Yeah. so I have uh, not played King of Fighters 15 yet, and I will continue to not because I just this is kind of like a this is a hard line, um, for me. Sure, it's um, like
0: yeah, this, this guy owns it. You don't want to be involved. That's yeah. that's fine. Uh, the purchase was this was interesting to me. Uh, the, the shares like for the other, I guess, almost two thirds uh, that they bought remaining 430 million USD. So this is all public stock. Then that's it. Um, so um, that's a lot of money for SNK. 430 million to get like the rest of those that's a lot yep. i
1: surprised. feel bad for the people working there um it was said when they initially uh, invested that I, I i mean i heard rumblings that the people who work there were very disappointed um i i don't know what's going to happen with snk now that he owns 96 percent of it I, I don't know what the future holds for them
0: yeah they're going to start throwing money around and make themselves look better there's supposedly according to this kataka article article there's these purchases fall within the Saudi Vision 2030 strategy established during his mid-decade rise to power, which on paper is meant to diversify the kingdom's oil-centric economy. In reality, however, Saudi Vision 2030 is largely a propaganda campaign focused on whitewashing Saudi Arabia's atrocious human rights record. So they're hoping that getting in the in- in entertainment industries will help soften that a little bit. So
1: Yeah, they want to soften their image, not change their image. So,
0: I don't think you can change it.
1: Yeah, it's upsetting.
0: Um, it's upsetting. Sorry about that, Ian. You're a big SNK fanboy, and that that kind of sucks. Oh
1: yeah, no, it blows. Uh, Metal Slug Tactics looks really good too, but that's another one I will have to miss.
0: Uh, Ubisoft is already uh, starting to uh, abandon uh, some of their NFT crap, their court shit that yep. they started. Only like in November, December, it couldn't last uh, six months. It's it's interesting. We talked about how. Remember you said like there was like a number of, like twenty seven people bought these uh,
1: fucking uh yeah. nfts i mean so uh, I, I i just i think it's funny that they they like so uh, digits
0: what they were called digits these these um these are like um pants and 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 gun skins and helmet shit with money attached through this this in game nft currency garbage so
1: this is from but. Forbes. On the Ubisoft Quartz Digit site, there's a separate message congratulating those who have claimed Breakpoint NFTs as having left your mark on history. The message also promises more NFT drops. Thank you to all Ghost Recon Breakpoint players who claimed their first digits. You own a piece of the game and have left your mark on its history. As the last digit for Ghost Recon Breakpoint was released on 3 2022 stay tuned for more updates with features to the platform and future drops coming with other Games. They could have sent that out personally to all twenty-seven people. They, they could have just hand-wrote letters. <laughs> yeah, they could have like they could have knocked that out in a lunch break. <laughs> they
0: could have they could have got some uh, little little vacation postcards and, and got them there. Um, so obviously this went bust. People were not happy. People have roundly rejected NFTs and games. Thankfully, um, here is the issue: is that you you can't stop supporting these games with these NFTs because then the game falls apart and the marketplace crashes. Uh, hence the whole reason why this is a bad idea. Well, if you... It it,
1: yeah, uh, and they, they talk a little bit about how it's one of the broken promises. It shows that this doesn't work. These NFTs are supposed to be... Tra- like, the whole the whole pitch is that these transfer everywhere. You can use them anywhere in the metaverse. This is just dead DLC now. And you can sell the receipt that you have it, but who the fuck wants it if no one's it's not buying buy it. anything?
0: No one's gonna buy it.
1: Yeah. So all the talk of you know you can use these NFTs to make money once you cash out you you can't once the game once once the the game's dead this DLC is dead just like everything else and they're talking uh, about how there's going to be more NFT drops for other games meaning that these NFTs are only going to stick to the game that they're released for which makes it functionally indistinct from DLC. You can't transfer it anywhere. You can't do anything. The only difference is you could. You could sell the receipt for the NFT. So
0: here's the timeline. This game comes out. Ghost Ghost Recon Breakpoint came out October 2019. Two years later, they they get their NFT shit going. And then less than six months after that, we're done supporting this game. The game's not even supported for two... So you've been fucking had those, those 40 people, whoever, who bought them, who got into it. So in the future, any game... That once they announce again, either the game has to be supported for like a huge long amount of time. But again, it, it goes back to the the salient quote that someone said, you never want to be the last person owning the NFT. And in all these yeah. games at, at all these games, there's always gonna be a last person. It's hot potato. Someone has to own an NFT at some point. It doesn't you because you can't use it for anything. You can't consume it. It's used for something. So the last person's always gonna get screwed, whether it's a game like this where they say we're not supporting it anymore. Or say the players, as soon as like a, a significant amount of players leave a marketplace, you crash the economy, and what you bought into is worthless. Someone is always left holding the digital bag, so to speak, with this shit. Get in early. Right. Well, the people that got in early here, money's gone. Sorry. And whoever bought them for potentially more or less money, their money's gone, too. Maybe the first person got out with a small loss. Goddamn NFTs suck ass and i'm so glad that they're finally like the people that are yeah they're they're there's got to be crashing at this point they have to be yeah
1: they have to be i saw a fucking i it was so hard for me to bite my lip i saw a dude wearing his board ape yacht club hoodie to the fucking to get breakfast the other morning like when, in person you yeah. saw one of these individuals one of yeah. the four hundred thousand people in the world that are into this yeah yeah Wearing a, it was just a basic uh, hoodie. Didn't have uh, any NFT monkey on it, so I don't know if he's a holder or not. I mean, are you allowed to like print your NFT on a on a sweatshirt? That they do. Ooh, you own it. Ooh, first thing I want to do with this fucking great technology, where we don't have to own anything, is turn it into an item that I can touch. and Well, own. that's all the whole point with them. It's like you yeah. you're buying into an ecosystem yeah. of like
0: merchandising. That's like how they. Get you in, because otherwise, just saying you own a digital receipt pointing to an image doesn't—that doesn't mean anything. It's—it's a, it's a whole business opportunity. <sighs> I saw some of the they did—they did that uh, the ape thing um, animated, like cartoon. Oh, it's so bad! I couldn't get through it. It's—I I watched like I had to watch ten in...
1: seconds of it. The animation was miserable. Animation is miserable. The—the the jokes
0: aren't jokes. They're just saying things that people think might be funny in a funny yes. way. It's awful. I mean, awful. Go watch it out there if if you haven't seen it. Uh, Just for say, like this is the result of the this is the the minds behind the NFTs that this is the entertainment they can make.
2: It's terrible.
0: You know what's, uh, what's been a terrible past years? Atari's been terrible. Atari's been terrible. Um, um, besides cash Anything outside of... And, 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 and these recharge games maybe, have, have been good. Maybe the recharge They've games. They've done two good things in like 15 years, Atari. Maybe. Um, so the Atari COO, Fred uh, Artst, stepped down and did an interview. It's Michael Arzt. Oh, Michael. Fred, Freddy is Chesnay. Fred Chesnay. He, this is Michael Arch. Fred says he's the one trying to do the fucking NFT stuff in the casino. Yeah, they they, they Michael, shoved
1: him off into the crypto room, and they're like, "Listen, uh, Freddie, Michael was the one behind, behind toys.
0: the Atari uh, VCS." Yes, um, which he might think is success. That's an interview he did that on Season Gaming. He looks like he's doing it from his like his house office right there. But he did a statement on LinkedIn, basically like because he's stepping down. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. It's time to recharge. After five years of nonstop hustle at Atari, it's time for change. Thursday, March 31st was my last day at the company. What an amazing opportunity. Blah, blah, blah. So he basically came on as 2017 is when they fucking announced this disastrous uh, VCS. Uh, yeah. It was five years ago already. It's five years ago they did that. And uh, he addresses that trolls called it a hoax, a scam, vaporware, underpowered android garbage. Under I mean it wasn't underpowered but it's still garbage. Yes. And it wasn't it wasn't android, it was actually Linux. Know, some Ryzen chip or whatever, like, oh, I yeah. don't fucking know. And many other terrible and completely incorrect things. They did their absolute best to convince the industry that it was never happened. That Atari was a band of crooks and everyone that contributed to the original Indiegogo campaign would all would lose their money. That's bad grammar. I always knew they were wrong. I built an amazing team that was willing to follow, held the course, and delivered something authentic and real to the community. In two thousand December two thousand twenty, in the thick of a pandemic fueled part shortage, the Atari VCS started landing on Packers doorsteps. Blah blah blah. Okay. He's trying to rewrite history here a little bit. Yes. Ian. Do you see what's wrong with that right there? When was the when was the original release date of the VCS supposed to have been? Uh twenty nineteen, I think. Right? 2018? I think it was 2018. Okay. I'm going to go check it right now. So if this was run competently, it would have came out before the pandemic. So
1: don't tell me about, oh, we have a shortage of parts happening. That's ridiculous. Yeah, this was supposed to launch before the pandemic. Um, And then it goes on to uh, breathlessly state, uh, in December 2020, in the thick of a pandemic-fueled parts shortage, the Atari VCS started landing on backers' doorsteps. The hardware was beautiful and well-built, and the early adopters were finally admiring the real wood we'd promised. Okay, great. Um, we delivered the basics at the beginning. Yeah, uh, VCS Vaults, Anstream Arcade, a few great indie games to play. Backers were thrilled for the most part. They gave us their sincere thanks and their precious feedback. Um, YouTubers started loading them up with Windows and Steam and emulators. Bottom line was that despite the enormous headwinds, Atari delivered what it, was, what it promised, and it was legit. I don't know that that's oh true God. either. Uh, the Atari VCS took a hard turn midway through its, um, its marketing to really focus on the sandbox aspect of it. Yes, Because I think they realized that there wasn't going to be a console aspect to
0: it. No, there wasn't going to be a bunch of games that were going to be made exclusively right. for this console.
1: Well, since, gonna since then, there have been many more great games and apps added to the Atari VCS, none of which, by the way, are proprietary or first party or exclusive yeah. to the VCS. You can get it everywhere else. Right. Um, yeah, including the ability to play literally any cloud gaming service, Xbox games on an Atari, because anything can, I mean, almost anything can run cloud gaming. Um, and slowly but steadily improving reviews from both press and the community. Well, the VCS following may still be modest. It is deeply engaged, and then he talks about how he's moving on. Here's the deal: um, there's no like user base. This isn't an economy. It's something that people buy one and they're done. They usually make something out of it. Uh, and, and, and this is again something that I, I've been troubled to see, where success is determined by getting something out, not by how it actually does. Sure. If you were to use that as a determination of success, this is a flop. A pointless flop. Oh, I'm sorry, it, it was supposed to come out quarter of two of
0: 2019, so they were they were okay, a so year yeah. and a half behind schedule yeah year and a half. they, they announced it in '17 they did their campaign in 18. so it, so two years, two years after the Kickstarter or IndieGoGos when it came out. and again, why was it at Indiegogo? Because they may not have had a prototype there. One of my biggest complaints about this, you remember that first shiny, well-produced video with some influencers? We have no clue what the hell they played. No clue. What 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 they played back in that first uh uh video. Sure. No clue. That could have been an Android box or something else. That wasn't finalized hardware. You know why we know that? Because they had a tiff with an engineer they fired in the middle of all this. Part yeah. of the delay. An engineer went after them for money. Yeah. The architect of the, the original architect of the system went after them for money. We covered that on the podcast. So I don't appreciate uh, this like um, sort of combative statement, oh look at all we done in the face it's like you you fucking mismanaged this yeah uh, is it Michael 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 you mismanaged this to, uh, a bit what was it three hundred and fifty four hundred dollars the original cost to on this fucking
1: yeah thing? like insane.
0: Since then, there have been many more great games and a- apps added to the Atari VCS. Several OS updates. Great. Great. You did what you were supposed, supposed to, to do. Done. Yeah, exactly. You did the bare fucking mid- uh, minimum, Michael.
1: And and it, it, I'm not going to fucking, you know, clap for it. This you. is the one thing you did at Atari
0: that we know about that, that of any worth was the VCS, really? These recharge games, that's not, I mean, you hire someone to make these, those games. That's whatever. Sure. That's fine. What, what else did you do? And then some of the comments are congratulating him. You did an amazing job at Atari. What a ride, whatever it's, it's, it's annoying. And um, I wonder if we're going to get a, uh, a goodbye note like this for another uh, ex CEO of a, a, of a gaming company. If someone relies on your financial support, whether it's a child, aging parent, or even a business partner, you need life insurance. Policy genius is your one-stop shop to find and buy the insurance you need. Click the link in the description or head to policygenius.com slash CU podcast and answer a few questions. In minutes, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. The team of licensed experts at Policy Genius will help you understand your options and apply for the policy you choose. The Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies. You can trust them to offer unbiased help and advocate for you at every step until you're covered.
1: Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees and they will not sell your info to third parties. They have thousands of five-star reviews across Google and Trustpilot. PolicyGenius has options that offer coverage in as little as a week and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Since 2014, PolicyGenius has helped over 30 million people shop for insurance and placed over $120 billion in coverage.
0: Head to policygenius.com cu podcast to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. With that, Ian... Um, in the past week, the, the console known as the Intellivision Miko that that may eventually get released, but probably not to the public. Um, after the podcast happened, after we recorded, it sounds like GameStop figured out what the heck was happening. Yeah. In terms of like, oh, well, um, we're charging people's credit cards for an item we don't have in stock. Um, that was supposed to come out March 31st. We better get people their money back. And it sounds like they started refunding credit cards
1: yes um and then gamestop removed it entirely uh, well not, it, it, didn't remove not it, into, it says it's not available it's, yeah, not, it's available. not removed entirely but you cannot you can't pre-order anymore can't pre-order it anymore and uh there was you know talk of people who had gone in to see what was going on with their miko pre-orders and the people at gamestop had never heard of it um while well, gamestop is definitely partially at fault for charging cards um GameStop, you can't you can't hold the GameStop employees at fault for not knowing anything about the Amico. No, because no one knows anything about it. And I saw because no one asks about it. What? I mean, these are things that you need to take. The, the people never ask the questions they should ask. Like, why doesn't the why don't the GameStop employees know anything about it the Amico? Because no one's asking about it, and then and 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 um, management no. doesn't think it's important for them to 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 know that. Why? No one's asking. Why is GameStop not taking pre-orders on the Amico? No one's asking that. Sure, I saw one of the uh, the cultists.
0: Uh, it was a post. It might have been a post that was reiterated from the Intelligent underscore Miko Reddit that they said they, they. I can't believe this is embarrassing. They said I, I went to my local GameStop and asked the, the employee about the Amico and what they knew. And it's like, wh- why are you wasting
1: their, their time? time? Like they would. Like they would, was have, that the same post that was like. So I schooled them in the ways of the Amico. I don't. Oh, did someone say that? Yeah. Oh no, I did yeah, not. Someone see who that. went in there, like someone who was um, talking about checking on their. Uh, their uh, pre-order said that they like schooled the employee on the ways of the Amico, which means they probably gave them some really unconvincing ten-minute spiel. Sure. So, so after that, I guess to save face, and I guess because
0: they realize we need we need to show interest to potential investors on the Intellivision Amico Facebook group, they they posted the following. Ian, are you ready? this came out as oh yeah I
1: retweeted this
0: as oh yeah you you had some words I, I ignored it at a time I was like this is what is this as we continue to adapt and keep pushing forward with our launch we have some changes that we want to share with you about the status of our pre-ordering pricing and SKU availability first rest assured that for all existing orders in all caps for those folks who have made an initial deposit your place in line will not be altered and your price remains the same so what are they doing Ian they want to make sure the people they have the money for, from those $100, they, Don't. Keep, they keep their money. Yes. They keep their money. And this is why. For new orders, caps, as we work through a continually evolving supply chain, our pricing has changed to the following. Drum roll price increase coming. Galaxy Purple, $290 for a console with one One controller. controller. Three. Forty for a console with two controllers. And the same for the vintage wood grain, which which was the the early orders, backers, and then the black and white ones.
1: No new orders are being accepted at this time. So before we get any further, three things jump out. A I lot mean, of here. things jump yeah. out. Yeah, but, 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 but three are three are big. Um one big big uh big big uh, the um The foundation, the foundation of the Intellivision Amico, as spoken by Tommy Tallarico, is at this point 100% obliterated. There is nothing that was said initially that is now true. Uh, The games are going to be more expensive. Um, It's not going to come with two controllers out of the box so you can't sit down with your family well unless you spend more money unless you spend more money there is now a cheaper option that there's a cheaper and a more expensive option and the 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 basic sku only comes with one controller and 250 it was not affordable for families but people really tried to argue it well the two controllers in the same premium games um (laughs) You gotta do it that way. Premium games. Uh what are you pumping up a bicycle tire? Yeah. Um premium pumping. Uh pu- pu- pumping. Um so it's it's not cheap anymore. It, at well, two ninety well, at two ninety with one controller, it is no longer uh uh affordable. The A and affordable is gone. And without oh, the two a con- and safe.
0: without two controllers, you can't say uh, co-op anymore, family co-op. You say, well, Pat, you can use a, con- uh, a phone for that, and our argument was well, then why not just put the games on phones if a phone can do it? And we were told, no, you need the, you need the controller to play these games. Yeah, I was angrily angrily told that I need you. So which is it? Do you need the controllers to play these games for two
1: people or do you not? You don't. And it sounds like you don't. And I think the smart thing to have done would have been to if, if, I mean, it's not... He's so attached. There's no smart thing to be no. done. No, so attached to that controller, it, it's like it's it's going to be the. death. I mean, it's, it was. It's, it's the, the Albatross. It's the death. But he's so. And he, honestly, probably it's, so much money has been put into the controller. It's already. an over-engineered nightmare. I don't know why they didn't. Like, I'm surprised they didn't do a no controller. I'm not surprised, but they could have. We always said that you get
0: rid of the controller, or and just put like a USB ports so you can plug in a regular
1: controller that you have later to right. play it. But At if you get rid of the that. controller, there's even less of a reason for this no. system to exist. No. And, and, and from uh, from my source, uh, my
0: source, not anyone else's source, is my source, that the cost of this controller, the the, the build materials, is probably around 40 to $50. Probably. Yeah. $50. $50. For a family friendly console, what happens if that controller breaks? What happens if you want to buy a new one? And that's that the means, build cost? Yes. Right, which means that they're You're making the, no money on this second they'd controller. They'd have, to, they'd have to charge like $80 for right. another controller, $70, 80 for it, and bank on that. So the, the thing, the, at that point, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So the, the whole cost of this console might be $150. 50 times two controllers and maybe $50 for the base unit just to make it. That's nuts for, for a console like this. That's insane for that. Uh, anyway, so so that's interesting. You're admitting that you don't
1: need these controllers. Well, you're that's admitting what, that you don't need these controllers, uh, but you're also the whole the whole it coming with two controllers thing was a big well, part of the It's also this a is, lie. Yes, yeah, yes. But this is for families. Yeah, there's no, for families. Right out of the box you're playing this with someone because this is a system meant for multiplayer. This is yes. meant for couch multiplayer. And now you're throwing that out the window. Can I just how, how, the thought of playing Amiko alone is, like, so sad. So sad. Yeah, I mean,
0: it is. I mean, that's I mean, that's probably a lot of, like, the old school and television fans that would, like... Hey, your solo Amiko experience. experience. Um, so, yeah, so that that's bad. The price has doubled. We, let's let that class over that. The original price port, you know, was between 149 and 179 The price has doubled. doubled. Yes. It's doubled. Literally doubled. If you want to say the average of that is like 160, it's more than doubled. 170, it's doubled. It's nuts. It's doubled. Um, And then, of course, going back to that, the lie that this would have been the only first console with two packing controllers since the Super Nintendo, even though there are several glaring examples of that happening after that. But that's fine. That's fine. The other weird thing that stands to me, why did they say 290 and not 300
1: and 340 and not 350? To keep it cheaper than the Switch. Keep it $10 cheaper than the switch to show that there's some weird value
0: that exists where oh, this is $10 less than a switch families would prefer this $10,
1: $10 over a $300 purchase do the Pat math. 10 over 300 ain't much. And it's not even a fair comparison because, yes, people don't What's love that? the Joy Cons, but for $10 more, you'd have two controllers. Yes. As opposed to, so really the comparison is between 300 and 340. But yes, they obviously kept it $10 shy of the, the big price points the competition are using, like the, micro, uh, the Xbox uh, Series S, too. They're worried about people spending, if you're spending 3%, 3.3% less on something that's what they're worried about. That's a price. That's, that's, that's going to get families to buy it. Also, I haven't really seen anyone talking about this. This is the Amico, um, the shell stuff. Uh, and, and maybe it has been covered, but, um, I haven't seen it. The whole no black and white thing. Um, I, that, that makes sense. That, that, that tells of a company that does not have a lot of money, and here's why. Uh, they focused heavily on, you can tell from the pictures they've taken of the systems, they focused heavily on the purple and the wood grain initially. One, because I think they wanted to, sh- you know, show people, hey, this is fancy. Look what you're gonna get if you pre-order through GameStop. Look what you'll get if you pre-order through us, the wood grain. Um, but those are the things that I think they have the tooling for. I did see some people say that. Why wouldn't they do black and white? Because black and white is cheaper plastic. I don't think they've made any progress on that. They've got to get the wood grain and the purple out. Well, no, this is why, Ian. Those were cheaper. Those were $50
0: cheaper. They don't want people to get the cheaper option. That's why.
1: Sure, but the uh, other—that's they they would have raised the price on that, too. I, I, I think the other reason why is in terms of what's already spoken for like what they feel like they have to get out it's mostly wood grain units and then they're expecting yes. people to go over to them and we haven't talked about this yet to go over to them for the galaxy purple um what and what in television did and this is a shitty move on, on my part but people are championing it some people are Should you move on your part no, some this is a shitty move on in television oh, okay that i'm about to bring up and people some people in the Pro Amico group are like applauding it And came out and said Oh if you had an order cancelled by GameStop Send your money over this way and we'll get you back On that pre-order Oh, actually, I don't think you have to put money down. No deposit required. No deposit required. Okay, they they want to get people's. They want to they want to show interest. They want to see the numbers. Yes, they want to see the numbers,
0: which is disingenuous because it doesn't matter. Anyone can say I want to buy something without any money down. It means nothing.
1: Yeah, if you don't put your money where your mouth is, it's
0: meaningless. But but that's that's so so I'm a little bit. um, This is what I look at it. They want they want to tell you that well the price is going up, but since the galaxy purple and the vintage wood grain are, are limited ones, you're going to spend more money on it. So who cares? That's why, to me, why they're not offering black and white, because they want more of your money. They can justify the price range with these, quote, limited versions of it, but they can't do it with the black and white. That's my opinion. Uh,
1: they, I mean, opinion. That's, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but they have no they, room for they, error here. They could, have, they could have just said they were raising the price on the black and white ones, too. I really think it's because this is all they've been focusing on. Tommy knows the first systems that have to go out yes. are going to be wood grain systems. Yes. Those, so those those that's are, why he's the, focusing on the wood grain. Those are the early founders' edition yeah. ones
0: back then. Uh, So back to their note. Effective today, we are halting further pre-orders on black and white models. This helps us optimize our first manufacturing run to consist mostly of the colors that already have the highest volume. Yes, that makes sense. For all new orders, no deposit will be required until we finalize and announce a manufacturing date. Your order will just hold your place in line for delivery. And it gives us a good sense around initial order volume. Why do you think they will need that? To hook someone to keep the company alive, right? Which in turn helps us with our new supply chain agreements. Uh, as the development of this console has gone for over three years, and through a component impacted. In pandemic, We have to alter our pricing to meet the needs of the business while bringing Amico to you. As you would expect, we tried very hard to hold our originally published pricing. Unable to do that, we have introduced the single controller package as a budget-friendly alternative for customers who are happy to use their smartphones as additional controllers with our f- free Amico controller app. Yeah, where's the development of, of that app? The, the, the app has been updated in like at least like a year and a half, I think, at this point. The app has had no updates. You are going to rely upon that as well while you're doing your cloud. Lastly, if your GameStop pre order was canceled, we will honor your uh, GameStop's $300 price on a p- replacement pre order directly with us for either Galaxy Purple or Vintage Wood Grain with two controllers. As you s- place your new pre order, please send a copy of your canceled GameStop receipt or email to Intellivision. When placing your new pre order, please, please use the same email address that you used for original GameStop order to help us match them. Up, because I guess in television isn't going to. Excuse me, GameStop's not sending them the, the customer list. That's probably they can't do that legally or they don't want to. Right? It's like it's like no, that's our information. We're not giving that to you. There. What a what a what a fun trip this has been. Right?
1: Yeah. And there are people who think this means it's closer to release. No. If GameStop is canceling all, the, GameStop wants the money, all twenty seven dollars they got off of this for pre-orders. Yeah,
0: like I have no idea. Like yeah, th- this this is what's happening. I think, I think that going back to the we talked about this part. Part of the uh, part of the Republic agreement was like making consoles to get potentially some of the money, maybe. And there's a certain amount. I don't know if it's two hundred or three hundred, whatever the fuck it was. That for some reason, part of the agreement, like Republic, has to receive consuls. That's right, okay. part of their agreement here. I don't know if that means that they're going to just manufacture several hundred by hand and do it. And then, again, we have no idea. We talk about the Bavarian grants. We have no idea what how that money gets excused or what what how it gets paid back. If it's a condition to create uh, make consoles that some, someone in Germany has to look at me, oh, we didn't get scammed. We have some consoles. I have no idea what happens. But I do know this. Um, they're taking a loss you can't do small runs of stuff like this you can't no bo- absolutely bo- multiple not multiple boards for both the controllers and the console <sighs> doing small runs like this you are losing tons of money doing small runs you have to set up the lines you have to you have to uh, train the employees on the line it's not like automated with robots man there's people putting these things together yeah people are putting these things together you have to test for faulty um, runs and, and talk about Playdate uh, discovered a bunch of faulty batteries, and, and that's a company that, that that product's out now. You know, th- there could be revisions have to be re- uh, done still. This thing we, we know uh, th- hasn't been completed, their FCC, uh, y- you know, uh, filings and things like that. So I don't know what this means totally. I don't know. I'm like now 50 50, if that, they're going to try to put out. Like several hundred of these to some people to fulfill requirements with, say, uh, the, the Bavarian grants folks and with Republic. I have no idea what direction this goes. All I know is this. They don't
1: have money. They don't money. Can I be honest with you for a second? Just, just, okay. Uh, every time I hear the word Bavarian, I think of a nice donut. Bavarian donut? Yeah. What style is Bavarian donut is? Bavarian cream. Oh, it's Bavarian cream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways.
0: That's all. Okay, that's it? <laughs> that's it? I just want to let you know. <laughs> Should that be part of the, the grants agreement? Get some nice couple dozen donuts? Yeah. Get a baker's dozen? Um, yeah, that, I don't have a huge amount more to say about this, because at this point, it, it's running out of steam.
1: I'm uh, running which, out of steam. We are running out of steam. We're running out of steam. We don't have a whole lot more to say. <laughs> but there's still
0: people that are holding out hope for this. Oh, it's I, ridiculous. But I will say this. I'm glad that uh, I think I talked about this last week. I'm glad that Atari age is allowing a critical thread uh, two and a half years too late. Oh, sure. Uh, uh, that they are about is the Amico dead. And there's some fun stuff in there, including a really great long thread that uh, uh Kevtris analyzed looking at boards uh, and pictures of boards that were like from parts of like Tommy's office tours and stuff uh, uh, pegged on, Someone's wall different revisions looking at the control identifying like what's happening with these boards how uh, they've been uh, just underdeveloped in terms of like having multiple boards for your console instead of only one and some good insight to, as to the process of what goes into making a console
2: mm-hmm.
1: since
0: Kevtris has made consoles right through, through analog so check it out and uh, that's all I got to say about this week yeah uh, we've got a
1: patreon why'd you say it like that Ian <clears throat> Sorry, it was because I something was rumbling. It's like you were disgusted with the Patreon. I was disgusted with myself. No, we uh, Patreon.com Patreon. Woo Patreon.com Patreon. slash C U podcast. You, you go, go, you, you give pay, money. You
0: You pay. And uh Writing once a week. We do a we do a Google Hangout once a month. Uh, we have an exclusive podcast every week for you all. And you get to vote on these polls. Poll topics. What do we got? In second place, the top NES games rating to listicle forty percent. In first place, a healthy 60% impressive
1: Game Boy ports. I guess this can mean arcade ports or ports from other consoles. Game Boy has uh, many impressive uh, arcade ports. Uh, many versions of games that have been uh, taken from the arcade and shrunken down for the Game Boy that have worked out well. Um, they also have really good interpretations of, of, of certain games. So uh, almost not like a direct port, but I mean, it's a port in terms of what, what the Game Boy can do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of bad ones, too. Uh, what was interesting to me to see during the 90s was how many popular fighting games got ported to the Game Boy. Do you want to start with some of these arcade ports first? I was going to start with the fighting game okay, go ports. Go for it, go for it. Um, so, uh, Street Fighter 2, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, uh, Killer Instinct. I'm still, it's so funny Killer Instinct was on that, an N64 game. It's so funny. Uh, Super Nintendo with... game. Well, and N64, oh, yeah, sure. sure. Uh, Killer Instinct. Um, Samurai Showdown, King of Fighters, uh, Battle Arena Toshinden, uh, World Heroes, just tons and tons of fighting I games. I do not know Battle Arena Toshinden was on there, really. Yes, yes. and we're going to get to that in a second, because that's one of the absolute best ones. Um, and you would think that not a lot of these fighting games would be particularly fun with two buttons, and in some instances, you'd be right. Mortal Kombat is not very good on the Game Boy. Um, King of Fighters... Uh, not King of Fighters. Uh, King of Fighters is okay uh not as good as what would later uh, be on the neo geo pocket two
0: two buttons you can get away with a mortal Kombat more than street fighter
1: um and then um what else was i gonna say Uh, so those ones weren't great killer instinct not great uh street fighter on the other hand plays really well uh despite having only two buttons i think it's only missing one character one or two characters um I think, and so I think it's missing 2 but I'll look it up. And it's it's really fun. I still go back and play through Street Fighter Two on the Game Boy every once in a while with Chun Li. It's it's wow. just it's a it's a really fun game. Um, and it's impressive to me that they took the first popular fighting game and managed to make a port of it on the Game Boy that, while definitely lacking features, um, was still oh. fun and playable. Oh, Street Fighter Two.
0: Oh, they included the. Oh, this is like a Champion Edition. They included um, uh, M Bison. Right and Balrog and and Sagat. So
1: is anyone missing? Oh yeah,
0: yeah. There's no Dalsim. They probably right. No Dalsim. Yeah. There's no E Honda, Honda. and there's no Vega. But they probably couldn't do the jumping around. Yeah. There's there's. there's,
1: So there are some missing, but but they they try to make up for it by adding some of the the dash. I'm surprised there's nine because I know Mortal Kombat they 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 Mortal Kombat I think is five Uh, even on the Game Gear it's it's pretty low. Let me check that right now. But, but you're um, saying overall though, for a Game Boy, it does a decent job. Yeah, it does a decent job. Uh, and then the the SNK games are a bit of a more mixed bag, which is interesting because Takara did all the did the ports for all of those. Um, the King of Fighters one is okay. Samurai Showdown okay. Uh, but no, no Johnny Cage on Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, but the port they did of uh, World Heroes Jet is actually a lot of fun. Um, that one actually plays very well, and then we get to uh, what I think is one of the best two button fighters out there. And I'm a big Neo Geo Pocket Color fan, um, but this this is still among my top portable fighters. Um, Battle Arena to Shinden on the Game Boy. Um, they take a th- they took a 3D fighter. Let's see this. They took a 3D fighter and they turned it into a sprite based fighter, um, but they kept a really interesting facet of the. Uh, the original game. So three D fighters like uh, Battle Arena Toshinden and Soul Calibur and stuff like that, sure. you, they have ring outs, right? Where you sure. can get knocked out of the ring. Oh, this is adorable. They kept it for the Game Boy version and how they kept it was it's a 2D platform it's a 2D fighter, but on the ends instead of being walls, there's edges. Yes. And when you get to the edges, you can actually there's a separate like ring out meter and you can beat people down along the edges and you can actually ring out them in the 2D game and it's just it's it's very fun very responsive all the it's, characters are snappy it's simple to learn uh it's got great fucking graphics for a black and white uh for the for the original game boy it's unbeatable i mean it's so fucking good i really can't recommend it enough. it's adorable Let's see who, awesome. who did this game takara takara yeah takara okay um uh, and that's i'm sorry i implied that this was an snk property it's not this is obviously a different property so this
0: is an interesting point in time because obviously this is a, a big uh you know playstation launch title it's a
1: playstation original. Uh, like it, it was it's no one looks back on it fondly but at the time it was, was a, it was a launch 3d yeah. fighting game
0: yeah so i'm surprised that nintendo's like yeah we'll do a but it's almost
1: like well it's it was not- on the saturn too it, it was not a sony exclusive Sure, it but, could have but, gone anywhere, but
0: it was marketed heavily. Yes, that it was. game when, yeah. uh, for the PlayStation. I'm just surprised to see
1: that like Nintendo was okay putting the game, but it's a totally different game. Obviously, looking at it, it's like you could have called it something else. Yeah, you, you absolutely to. could. They took the characters um, and they took the basic ring out concept, which at the time would have been more unique, and they turned it into a really competent uh, 2D fighting game. This I, could, this I, could I like,
0: love it. This could have been like an NES game, maybe. Like uh, maybe, maybe. It's just, yeah, it's adorable. It's, it's so good. Uh, so that's a good one. So any other fighters, but yeah, I'm glad you showed me this. One. I never heard that. <sighs> no, that's, that's the
1: best fighter. I think what a, on the system,
0: what about the just regular uh, arcade games? Like, uh, like, remember they did like the two packs with like, um, miss was like centipede, like a missile command or something like that. Yeah. Uh, In Japan, there was
1: even one with Mappy asteroid slash missile command. That's the one. I think I own that one. And then centipede slash millipede. They did. Um, again, I don't really touch those. Not because I don't expect them to be accurate, but because asteroids had a asteroids you could play uh missile command needs a fucking trackball centipede and millipede i don't want to play without a trackball i just don't yeah it's rough is i it mean maybe uh, it go, goes faster across but it's rough right i just i don't like to do it now obviously on a game boy and i should try it out the game is probably much smaller and it probably works better without a trackball but the missile command i have no real interest in playing without a an actual trackball. i'm curious to try Paperboy. Paperboy is
0: fun it looks just from looking at it looks like it's
1: somewhat like the nes one yep Um, A lot lot of the NES and Game Boy games are almost not one-to-one, but they're close. Data East did really, really good arcade ports on the um, uh, two in particular, one I always mention on the Game Boy. uh, Burger Time Deluxe and... You you, you love your Burger Time. And and Lock and 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 Chase. I love Burger Time as time goes on, specifically because of Burger Time Deluxe. It's perfect. There is it, it the the boards are the right yeah. size, they're the right shape. The AI is right; it's learnable. Uh, it doesn't fucking hate you when you stop one pixel shy of oh, the okay. of the uh, ladder, and you you get stuck sure. on the ladder trying to get off or get on. Um, it's just really, really well done and very cute. Uh, and the uh, difficulty ramps up perfectly throughout. It's like I think it's twenty five levels, and then its lock and chase version is similarly cute and well done. I mean, I'm looking at uh, being a paperboy
0: expert. I'm looking at the Game Boy version. I mean, it's the NES version. They probably changed the um, aspect a little bit. Cause they, they did, but like, it's the. I'm looking at the, the graphics and the throw. It's
1: the. Yep. the it's the
0: I'm same as, game. It's got
1: pretty much everything in it. I don't yes. think anything is missing. I'm, Interesting. Uh, I'm just as bad at it as I am on any other version, so I think it's accurate enough. <laughs> uh, Paperboy is a weird game in general. I can go off on Paperboy how weird. At first, you got to but. play Stay Alive, and then you work the papers back in.
0: Yes. I mean, that's basically how it is, but you have to get used to the games game. But no, this is I'm, I'm kind of amazed that it. it's exactly the same. It's good. The course is the same at the end. They basically like I said they just changed the, the asset ratio I think a little bit. You can't see as much left to right on the screen. Uh on it looks like sure. it's not as wide. It's more squarish. Um cool. All right. And then um yeah, any any Game Boy Color ones
1: or sticking with your good old black and white? Yeah, just mostly sticking with the black and white, but as far as like Game any Boy Color or Kicks, no, the, uh, the, uh, oh, the kicks, the kicks. I wow, yeah, the kick sport for the original Game Boy is awesome. That's and an earlier title, right? It is, and it's uh, most people don't realize that it it, it is a Nintendo fied version of the game. Oh, it is. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, you don't I'm notice sorry. it when you're actually playing, but every once in a while there's a little intermission with Mario uh, dressed up like he's from different countries. So there's oh, a, that's a there's a somewhat culturally insensitive Mario in a sombrero. There's like a yeah. There's uh, there's well, just well, all these weird like. Little Inter- intermission. This is like part of their first one of Game Boy games where you have to have Mario no, somewhere on it. it. Yeah, exactly. It was like it must have been like an early release where they found a way to work Mario in there somewhere. I never was good at kicks. Uh, okay. I can, I'm good at that
0: one. Uh, like, I feel like, oh, I'm doing great. Then you get your ass kicked like three or four stages in and it's like, okay, I'm, I don't have what it takes.
1: Right, yeah. Kicks. Yeah. It, always- get, it gets tough quick, too, because you it, very quickly they, they have you um, needing to um... Uh, cover like ninety percent. Oh, like a huge amount. Yeah, you've got to cover. Oh, it's God. not like cover seventy five percent anymore. It's like you've got to get all of this. And then you find yourself doing the little mini, the mini squares and rectangles yeah. that take forever. My mom taught me how to play kicks really well. Your mom taught you how to play kicks. Make little minis. yeah, yeah. You little minis. Yeah, it's with the two level. You did her. Her technique was always the center technique, and I'm sure there's a better one, but she would just make this little tower in the middle. And she'd build it up slowly, and then wait until the kicks were separated, and just and, and cut off one part split of the screen. Them. If you split the kicks, you don't have to cover anything. If you split the kicks, you move on to the next level and you get a bonus. Oh, oh! I try in, in the first like four or five levels, there's always one kicks, but very quickly they, they, there's two kicks, and if you split them, that's how you can get past it fast.
0: I got I to gotta thank Mama Ferguson. For yeah, that's him. I never thought
1: about that. That's pretty. That's pretty good, Ian.
0: She's good. That's pretty good. All right. She's good. Any, any other, anything else on this uh, RetroNauts nats uh, topic that we want to cover about 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 this? No. No, no, you're thinking, like, any other ports? Um, and I'm sorry, Ian, you know, I'm not a, I am not aii did not grow up with a Game Boy, I don't have a huge amount to add with that, but I, 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 I have did, that. but I only had, like,
1: five games. I am
0: fascinated by those first, like, two years or so of the Game Boy, and, like, how so many like arcade single screen games are like on there and, yeah. and ports like that's basically but what the console That's was. what
1: drew me to it, because yeah. I mean, what I love about the Game Boy is, I mean, when you get into it, you, you do Glorified. start to like the longer games and stuff like that. Like they, there are some fun RPGs and, you know, platformers that are longer. But what I love about the Game Boy is it's it's high concentration of pick up and play titles that are done really, really well. Sure. And then the audience, the like, yeah, seeing Mortal Kombat on the system. And it's like, what poor kid
0: got Mortal Kombat on the Game Boy? Like, right. I'm just thinking about that. Like, in like four frames a second anim- like animation, it's it looks terrible uh, on there. And obviously, the, no fatalities and things like that. That are, well, I mean, there's fatalities, but you get the same crappy ones. This segment of the CU podcast is brought to you by Blissey. Blissey offers silk pillowcases, which give you better hair, better skin, and incredible sleep. This is a completely natural and hypoallergenic silk pillowcase designed by a team of experts that does wonders for your overall health while you sleep. Look, they come in these nice little boxes. You can
1: easily gift wrap these and you're ready to go. And they are available in a variety of colors. Blissey is non-toxic and hypoallergenic. Silk's hypoallergenic and antibacterial properties naturally repel allergens, and no toxic chemicals or dyes are used in their products. They can reduce hair breakage by up to 43% while you sleep due to the smooth surface of the Blissey pillowcase. Blissey silk fibers are less absorbent than those of cotton, allowing your skin to retain more moisture. And do you sleep hot or cold? I definitely sleep really, really hot. Blissey can help. Silk by nature has low conductivity and acts as a thermal regulator. And silk's protein-based fiber is moisture wicking and helps prevent night sweats. Blissey has earned high praise from good housekeeping, Oprah's O magazine, Allure, Glamour, Pop Sugar, Birdie, She Knows, Prevention, and Pure Wow. Get the most thoughtful gift that mom will use and remember every
0: night. Go to blissey.com slash cu podcast or just click the link below and you'll get an additional thirty percent off your order and free worldwide shipping. Help your loved ones get your energy back, sleep better, and even improve their hair and skin with Blissey Silk Pillowcases. That's B L I S S Y dot com slash C U podcast, or just click the link below. The code is automatically applied at checkout for an additional thirty percent off. We got voicemails go to anchor.fm slash see you podcast you go you leave a voicemail maybe 20 25 seconds is a sweet spot and hopefully we get you on hopefully you ask something uh something that we wanna we want to hear about and uh, here's the first one
2: what is up, pat Ian ah. this is a B Green is coming to you from
0: central Pennsylvania and no I don't have any friendlies nearby so I can't bask in the glory that is friendlies and but, but, where, where is this? What, what's going on what asteroids Wait, the world's coming to end? Hater Smash was actually a real thing? Quick, run for your lives! I know the first thing that you want to think about right now is, damn it, the is definitely not coming out now, but that's not the point. The point is, if something like this were actually going to happen, what is the one thing that, out of anything that you've done, you want future civilizations to remember you from? What is it, Ian? That energy sapped my energy. What's, what, what's it?
1: <sighs> I could make a mean meal. A mean meal. That's all I want people to know me for. So, so on, that boy on, could cook. On your on your tombstone,
0: yeah. Ian can make a mean meal. Ian can make a mean meal. And a little picture of Ian like holding like a like a like a, a tray of like a meatloaf or something. Yeah. Okay. I, I you know, I don't think about that. Um mortality is hitting us as oh maybe in my forties, Ian's almost forty, right? This year? Yeah, this year. Let's forget your birthday. I have it marked out. August, right? Yeah, and you May something. Yeah, we're close enough. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think about it much. Obviously, we're going to – it's weird because with social media, everyone can be remembered in the future as long as servers are up on, like, for like the good old MySpace and Facebook and everything and Twitter. Think about that. Think about future hundreds from, from years from now. Like there will be no question about how culture was, how people live, because we are all recording our lives
1: every day now. It's really weird. Yeah, the the future that. of history is um, going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, it's almost going to be too much to examine. Yeah, now what it's gonna be how
1: that? much can we? Argue? We're gonna have more than we need because <laughs> yeah. everyone's life is
0: gonna be recorded. Yep. basically. It's uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I want to have the books and entertainment and stuff. I don't know. I, I guess uh, I don't. I don't think about it. I'll be gone. What do I, don't,
2: I don't care? <laughs> Hi guys, it's Daryl from Buffalo again. I just got yeah. done watching your Hunter stream. I'm watching commercials on Twitch. And Pat, you stated you did not like Nick Arcade. You gave somewhat of an answer. Can you go more into detail on why you don't like Nick Arcade? I hate Nick Arcade. All right, too. guys. Hope to see you soon. Have a good day.
0: Okay, maybe I was wrong. I don't hate Nick Arcade. Nick Arcade was disappointing, and yes. this is why.
1: Oh, sorry, you go. Ian. I'm sorry. I, I just I, I, Nick Arcade. I liked. I liked Phil. Well, I, we know Phil. Phil yeah, great. And Phil was great. Uh, My problem with Nick Arcade was that the kids always, the kids who played the games, they always seemed to pick games that they wanted to play because they wanted to try them out because they were new, not games that they knew. Kids always seemed to pick games that for, they had the no idea. Yeah, for the video challenge that they okay. had no idea how to play. And then the actual video game stuff that they brought in, the, the weird, like, board that you moved, it, it just, as a game show, it didn't function very well. And the uh, the Nick Arcade stuff at the end of it was always Awful. disappointing to watch. The, the virtual miserable. reality shit miserable. from the
0: early 90s that they did back then, because they had it, like, Liberty State Park, like, you shot a basketball on the screen. That stuff is miserable. The You stand in front, like, I, I did something miserable. exactly like that. You stand in front of a screen. the projected screen. Is miserable. And you have to, like, interact with it like this. It's miserable. That's not a video game. Right. The problem with Nick Arcade is it, it's 90% nothing to do with video games. Yeah. They do one or they do about two video challenges per episode, maybe three, where you see a game play for literally like, uh, what, 45 seconds?
1: The face off oh, games are always some like form of breakout or something like that. They're or, not good. Or, or, but those were video games. I forget what company went on. That I was a, believe it's, uh, I believe it was Cygnosis maybe. Yeah. Those. That was a famous company yeah. that
0: did those. But th- that was a video game at least. Sure. But like, I wanted to see, this was not Starcade. Starcade is still like every question had to do with a video game. The questions I asked were nothing but video games. Oh, what is like what like a, like a. Like a uh, a Nick Arcade question would be a like random trivia about anything, food or whatever. Then they would do like, oh, here's an image on the board, and we're going to slowly unblur it and, and then buzz in when you know what it is. Oh, it's a bunch of pretzels. It had nothing to do with video games. <laughs> it's a bunch of pretzels. Starcade yeah. was
1: a video game show. It was video the game go- adjacent. They tried to work on the popularity of video games, but it, for a normal quiz game show, and it just didn't work. No. I might've been a
0: licensing thing with Nickelodeon. A lot of the, well, the one good thing about Nick arcade, the one good thing, they had some esoteric game selections for the Genesis. And they had like, they had super Nintendo games. You wouldn't be like, Oh, that's a weird. Oh, why do they, uh, they've got the, the, what the, the fucking Toki spitting ape game. On one of the episodes. I'm, for Genesis, like, yeah. that's a weird game to
1: have. They used to you know, always have Elviento. I remember Elviento being online. That's a great game, but that's a weird Genesis game to pick. And I forget if they had Neo Geo or not. I always forget if that's my. my I don't they, recall they, if they ever had Neo Geo. Uh, they definitely did Turbo. They had Turbo. Yeah. They, they, yeah, it's right. They had, like, Legendary Axe or Bonk. I'm I pretty think. sure Airzonk was on there once. Sure. So they well. did
0: some weird, cool stuff, but it was not video game related outside of that. Yep. Uh, next one here:
1: North New York. Pat.
0: Ian, this is Matt from Rochester, New York again. Now, this is where I'm going to get a little salty and abrasive. Oh, Matt. Turtles 2, the arcade game for the NES. Mm. Yes, I know it's not arcade perfect mm. by any means. Not arcade perfect. for me, that's like all, all I had growing up. Arcades were scarce and expensive. But with that in mind, was there any games for the NES or Super Nintendo or whatever that you felt the same way? They're not arcade perfect, but you loved them anyway. Thanks. Bye.
1: Oh, Paperboy. You could also say Contra, but no, I I can't think of anything that I like. Well, Contra's better than the arcade. Yeah, it's better than the arcade, yes. But I can't think of but I mean, to be honest, no, I can't think of anything that I played a bunch of that I liked better on the NES that would have been an arcade game, but... I didn't spend a whole lot of time in arcades as a kid. I went to them. My dad took me, but it's not like I mean I was up to date on all that stuff. When when Nintendo games when when like true arcade ports of Nintendo games were coming out, I was kind of young to sure you know be thinking about them. And then as the Nintendo went on, you had more and more stuff developed for it, and you got less and less of those arcade ports because it couldn't handle them. Uh, I I thought Cabal was a
0: really good port. Um, at the time. Then again, I didn't play it that much. I, I had the one um, pizzeria had it with the trackball, greasy pizza hands on the trackball. And it's nice at the travel, but like, that was impressive. Like, I'm not saying it was better, but they did a, such a good job that I, I played the
1: hell out of Cabal, even though it's a relatively short game on that. Huh? Uh, I was just going to say, uh, Bump and Jump, Burning Rubber. That's actually okay. one game I think I do like better. The graphics art is. Nice, but yeah. I like the simpler. Yeah, well. But I, but that's the thing. I like the simpler, like blockier, cartoony like graphics. I think it. I think it actually fits it better. That's one of those games you always forgets on
0: uh, on the NES. Bump and Jump. Says, oh, bump and jumps on the NES. It's fun. I, I love rediscovering games that because the library is so vast mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, next one here.
2: Hey, Pat and Ian, this is CU Podcast Memes with an on the ground friendlies report. Okay, I just went home to Massachusetts to visit my family, where I'm originally from, and. I was very upset to see that a lot of the Friendly's locations from my childhood were turned into Wendy's and walk-in clinics and all kinds of stuff like that. So I finally found a Friendly's that was still open, and the waitress was talking about how they no longer produce the roll-shaped ice cream cakes like the Jubilee Roll and the Watermelon Roll, and that the factory that makes those just decided to stop producing them. Oh, no. The next thing I Harrison. saw was on Google Maps, and I saw that all the New Jersey locations are still holding strong, so that's great. But for whatever reason, Friendly's in Massachusetts, where they're from, is really struggling, and I do not like that. They were an institution growing up. So, uh, yeah, not a question, just an update for you guys.
0: Thank you, CU podcast being because that's an important friendlies update. Yeah, whenever I go back to a convention, there's always still one around either in Connecticut or in uh, the Jersey convention, Ian, or Pennsylvania. There's not as many, but they're hanging on. Like from what I hear, like some there's corporate owned ones and there's and there's uh, franchisees, like right. they're, they're hanging on. They, they've lost like a chunk of them over the past twenty years or so, but there there's always gonna be friendlies knock on wood, I believe. I believe that. Yeah. Now, 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 not making watermelon roll anymore. No, that's insane. Like I, I need that verified from corporate. I need to verify it like that. Are you nuts? That's a yeah. That's crazy. The first time I went to Syracuse was part of the uh, in the um, insane 2016 fall tour I did when the book first came out. Where I did like nine conventions in like I don't know 16 weeks or something. Whenever it was, Yikes. Um And I went to Syracuse, and it was the last one in the year. I was I was out of my feet. I was done. people mm-hmm. that uh were there for that they could attest to that, but my panel I remember, and this was recorded, but the videos never surfaced. I went on some like insane ten minute friendlies rant because I was just so dumb by that point and out of my mind i, I and I talked about the brilliance of of their artistry and the genius of the watermelon roll and the and the Sundays and the and the witch cones and things like that. And that footage is out there, and supposedly that person never uh, gave the uh, the uh, the convention center the footage of all the of the, all the panels. I mm-hmm. want to see how how nuts I was talking about that. Just free flowing, riffing on Friendly's ice cream like that. Hey Pat, hey Ian, this Who's is up? Adam from Nashville. I'm a few episodes behind, but I just heard you guys talking Catch about up, places where you would get your gaming news back in the day. And uh, what I didn't hear were Gaming magazines. For me personally, I had subscriptions to GamePro and EGM, and I was addicted to those magazines. So, just curious if you had any fond memories, or if you hated them, or or what. Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. Well, I mean, obviously, I had Nintendo Power, and I loved it. I didn't. I had Nintendo Power from '88 until '94. I think I had '94. I think is when I had the first sixty or so issues of Nintendo
1: Power um yeah i mean i liked nintendo power i i had you know nintendo power growing up it was great um but you know after uh once the focus like went over to like pretty much strictly super nintendo uh even before that but by the time it got to strictly super nintendo i was out i remember getting it i still well, have game boy in there but yeah. yeah i remember getting issues with like i remember getting like the final fantasy 4 issue and i think like the final F- uh flight issue so early early on and then I stopped getting it and then for a long time I didn't have a magazine and, and and honestly I didn't miss them because as I always said my dad had a computer early on for school and work mm-hmm. I was using the internet early I was finding video game websites early so I you know when a, when a lot of people um, the era that they remember of looking through magazines. A lot of that was me going through early websites. I did end up with a subscription to, um, PSX, the unofficial PlayStation magazine, which I think people there eventually turned into IGN. Oh, um, I enjoyed that magazine when I had it for the year or two. I had it, um, cause I was mostly just playing PlayStation at the time. And then I ended up with a game Informer subscription because I think everyone did at some point through buying something at GameStop and, uh, I had a Game Informer subscription for a little while. But I, you know, they were always amusing reads, but that was never, like, my first source of information. It was always a secondary source, something to read on the toilet. But, like, other than Nintendo Power, it was never my primary source of gaming. Yeah,
0: I didn't have internet until 93? I didn't have internet. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, I probably um, couldn't access that stuff anyway. But I couldn't, my parents wouldn't get me two subscriptions. I had to beg for Nintendo Power right. to get the one. So, and that was my main console anyway. By the time you get to 93 and computers, I, I don't, I think what I would do is this. I was in the Sunday circulars and see what was there for, because the computer games weren't really that advertised. I would, I would, I would go to the computer store with my father on Sunday and look, literally read the back of the boxes and be like, oh, okay, this looks fun and take a gamble that way. And that's how I purchased some of those games. That's how I purchased, like, I don't think I, When I, I, I remember I purchased Warcraft 1 and 2. There was a combo deal at Computer City. Buy uh, 2, get one get the first one free. I had never seen the game before. And I said, this looks fun. I'm buying it. Right. It's from the box. Yeah. You, you, took, you took a gamble. Yeah. You now, there was a lot of that, too. You, sure. you had to look for like oh like the oh the, uh, this magazine said this on the box like things like that like five stars according to whatever the hell yeah back when that, you yeah.
1: actually looked for quotes like that and yeah. that stuff mattered yeah absolutely
0: because it wasn't a huge amount of things uh, happening with those I do a few more here
2: hey Pat Ian Calvin from Toronto here my question is with Cobra Kai being as popular as it is what other properties do you think would benefit from the change perspective in storytelling just like they did with Johnny Lawrence mm. thanks wish you guys the best.
0: Well, that one was interesting because that was always a meme about well, Johnny was the, really the hero of that. Uh, and they, they made that into the the full, you know, the, now it's a, they're going to the fifth season. I don't know how much longer they can do it, but they're They're hanging on and, and, and the first season was outstanding, and then yeah, they're still interesting,
1: but whatever. it's getting t- tiresome after, after four seasons of it. But I was uh, tired uh, of it after one or two. I thought it was I thought it was good and made a good, strong first impression, but it wasn't something I wanted to see dragged out to multiple seasons yes if 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 they had done two seasons of it and wrapped up the story. I would, I, I would probably be saying a lot of really, really good things. I just didn't really have the desire to see it drawn out and to see Allegiances change and yes. all that. I just wanted, it's, like... It's, it's a soap opera. Yeah. It's, it's become a
0: soap opera versus, like, just a straight sort of, like, drama. I, I, plus, I, plus, Johnny's, like, sort of been thrown to the side now for all the kids, and I get that. But Johnny was the basis of of the show. Like, it was following right, him. right, right. It was it was less uh Ralph Macho in the first season, and then it became
1: fifty fifty. A little two season redemption story would have been great. I would have loved it. But I I I, I I'm on record here a lot of times saying I don't like stuff that drags on and on sure. and on. I like my stories to be relatively succinct. So is there another property where you can change the perspective like that at the top of your head? I, it's a great question. It's just not one that I think I can really answer right now. But I would I I mean, I would almost put that down and return to it if I could think of something that would be, you know good or useful sure
0: but no, I, I, i've been cobra kai has been enjoyable it's just i, I like the callback to characters i like the episode where they had all the
1: original cobra kai together for the last time like that was great it, like i said it's fine i get why people like yeah. it it's just not for me
0: uh, it was cute there was a kid that dressed up as cobra kai for halloween uh, a couple years ago and i thought that was just like this kid was not kids like seven years old dressing up like like johnny lawrence and i'm like oh you know, that's really weird to see that new generation
1: liking Karate Kid because that died out. Oh, jeez. You know? Gilbert Gottfried is dead. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Gilbert. Just found that out five minutes ago. Hey,
2: All guys. Right. It's Peter from Canada. Uh, I was just thinking uh, what would be cool, uh, like, classic game in VR style. You know I mean? Like, Doom obviously would be sweet. I think they already have something or like that but i was thinking like bubble bobble where like you're the guy throwing colors up into this cascading orb sequence thing you know like uh what's your guys thoughts on classic games in vr
1: so that's not bubble bobble that's puzzle bobble i was slash say, like bust a move okay. and it exists in vr it's oh. why i own an oculus well a meta quest now um all right, Oculus by Meta, it's is the, fa- what it the is. Facebook yeah. VR, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it gives Dude, I, you you look up or you look forward. I, I, I swear to God, I've talked about it because I was so impressed when you play it and you hold your hands in front of yourself. You get these two big dino paws and oh, you, you and, and you get uh, a lot of bubbles up there and then you get like a, a bubble shooter and you pop the bubble on the top and then you pull it back like a slingshot and you fire it you actually slingshot them all yeah, yourself you pull, you pull it back and you, it, <laughs> and you fire it and you fire it into the the massive like bubbles and it actually plays really well Is like it tiring constantly doing that it, it does get a little tiring if you do it yeah for long enough um <laughs> in addition to that i mean i don't know there's a lot of things that would probably be neat i'd love to see like excite bike in vr but keep it simple. Keep it simple. Circular tracks, but change just all the different. Um, basically, what I want to see is circular the... circular track. It's not a circular. It's base. oval. Yeah, it is. So, oh, the, the sixty-four, not the NES one. Well, no, in NES they're supposed. I mean, they're supposed to mimic. Yeah, a, but yeah, you don't turn. Well, yes, you, just, you don't. You just change lane. Um, but I would like to essentially see the Mario Kart or the Excite Bike level from Mario Kart Eight with a level creator. Okay. So basically, you get a blank oval, but just like Excite Bike, you can put your own hills and stuff in there. I think that would be fun in VR. How would
0: you do the? Let's see, VR on that? Would you like changing lanes? Would you just like shift like that to change? You the just
1: lanes? yeah, I mean, or you could just play like a normal game with video game controls and change lanes that way. But, but yeah, you, you like could, that idea for you could probably nation. be
0: like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so obviously, mm-hmm. first-person shooters make sense for VR. Yes,
1: because that's almost. Oh yeah, that's too easy. So is there, is there an official Doom VR one? Uh, there is a Doom VR, not for the original Doom, but for Doom 2016, and I have no idea if it plays well or not. No. Would you go out and get get a, a Doom 2 one if they had that? Oh, if there was cartoon? Doom 2? Yeah, I would absolutely. <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: That'd be great. Right, I'll do a couple more here. Hey, Pad. Hey, Ian. What's up? This
1: is Josh again. My question is, if you guys could pick a video game mascot to be the uh, mascot of the Amico, what would you pick? I would personally pick Conker from Conker's Bad Day because, you know, he's a drunken mess, just like the Amico. Thanks, guys. Well, they had a, a mascot that... Uh, they did, and it was laughed at. L-A-F-F-E-D. It was laughed at so much that they never talked about it or or brought it again. It was... Uh, I think it was on the portal. The, yeah. The, 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 There's the, an the, animation. Le- animation for... I think it was called Lodi.
0: It was like a console. It was a robot that looked like the Amico. It had eyes, and it had like the torso was the console, and the arms and legs were the Amico controllers. Yeah. And it was like... Floating through space. Yeah. And then I think I think Tommy tr- tried to copyright strike anyone that posted it on like a video or whatever, and and just like yeah, because I, I guess that was the big deal I was like oh we're gonna have a Lodi I think that was the name that's an awful name by the way for a mascot yeah, it yeah it's real bad you want to remind someone that it's called Lodi because your console takes a minute to boot up that's that's probably good to remind people of that. No, it was not a minute. It was it was thirty seconds. Okay, Tommy. Okay, all right. You 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 can live out every while. You can't bend time and space because you think you can. Right? You can't do that. Uh, you want to do one more? Or you want? Yeah, let's do one more. In? One more before we check in, or one more? Let's just check in. Okay.
1: It's <laughs> done.
2: So, Pat, you want to know
1: how my video games live gig went, huh? Well, it was awesome, actually. I mean, I was getting a bunch of messages from people about refunds for the Amico and GameStop orders is being canceled. And I said, sorry, that's Phil Adams' problem now. I got nothing <laughs> to do with that. I'm too busy rocking everybody's world over here to care about your problems. But I heard Sam was there, you know, from Ass Technica. Get it? Because it's
2: Ars Technica, but I'm saying it's ass. You know, it's a... To play on words. But he's on my shit list, and I think they mix it up with my guest list. Sam got in, and then Mike Kennedy said that he didn't. But if I knew Sam was there, I would have
1: walked right off that stage and slapped him right in his face. Security wouldn't stop me. You know
0: how
2: much respect they have for world-class musicians? They just understand. We're passionate people. We get a bit slap-happy sometimes. Rick James was like that. We're all like that. Don't
0: make a maniac out of me. Well, you know what's funny about that? We never brought up ever in our uh, covers. Thanks, Tommy, for checking in. Yeah, the fact that when, it when, a- when asked about Mike Kennedy in interviews, Tommy would actually stick up and defend oh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I was like, oh, he like or like he meant well, or he want he had a plan, almost like foreseeing that the same shit would happen to him, but ten times fucking worse. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. You're almost like your bets. Well, you know, Mike maybe didn't want it to be a scam, but. It's almost like, Tommy, you knew you'd end up here. I think in, the, in your heart of hearts, you knew it It would always end up at this point in time. It was tired. inevitable. I'm
1: also tired of people who, who feel like they have to respect the idea. He had, ideas are a fucking dime a dozen. Yes. Bad ideas, even cheaper. Sure. I don't have to respect fucking anyone for having an idea that makes someone go, oh, that would be fun. Yeah, and then taking everyone's money to accomplish
0: yeah, it. I don't have to respect shit. No, you don't do that. Well,
1: this was fun, Ian. That was fun. We got
0: back on schedule after our twenty-minute delay of installing drivers.
1: All good. Did you have fun, Ian? I did. I had a good time. Then go home and Vani brought me some food back from TJ yesterday. Oh, what type of food? Chili relleno. Ooh, big chili. I had one of those stuffed with cheese. Yeah. So, gonna go eat that. Missiles those empanadas from Christmas. Those were good. That not empanadas. Oh, they weren't empanadas. You're right. Tamales. Come on, that's right. They weren't empanadas. I say I
0: say that because I just had a I just ordered uh, Indian. I order Indian about once every two and a half months. Did you get some samosas? Some yes, which are like not empanadas, but
2: you know. it's a it's
0: a handheld food. It's in the. I love their lamb ones. The lamb some. Lamb oh God, lamb. lamb is is we don't eat enough little lambs. Unfortunately, uh, it's so tender and delectable that meat. I hate to say it. Oh, it is. It's delicious. Um, I don't know why they're, they're so they're so tasty. But um the, the lamb samosa and I dip it in the uh, what the hell is, is the sweet brownish sauce that you do? They give you the green one that's that's like I don't know. They, that, they give you the brown syrupy sauce. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure. You know what
0: I mean though? Yeah, I do. And you dip you dip a samosa in that. And my god. Talk about sweet and savory, Ian. Talk about oh, yeah. honey on chicken. That's basically almost the same thing because it's fried outside and you go in the what is that dark sauce called? Now I'm actually curious. You know what I'm talking about though, right? Uh, uh, I'm looking, it's probably just a chutney Chutney, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's probably just a chutney the, What's the green one called? Don't know Oh, the green one's chutney Oh, they're all chutneys. Chutneys. chutneys They're all chutneys They're all yes. chutneys Usually get the green one, which is like It's like a like um a spearmint sort of taste, minty taste it's Usually I think it's like uh, a mint and yogurt chutney, maybe I don't think it's yogurt, but oh, okay. it's mint. Yeah, but then you get the brown one. Yeah, you do get the brown one, and that's also a chutney. Uh, and then the raita is is the yogurt one, and that's the okay. Best thing ever. Yeah, I love that. That's the best thing ever. I wish that the uh, we can go Monday nights, Ian. They used to have the the one in Hillcrest, uh, Bombay. They had the they had the buffet the buffet every every Monday, and it was good mm. quality. And I used it. to go to, with Frank. Yeah, I used I to go with Frank and get me. like tandoori chicken by the fucking pound, and all the non you can eat. Keep it coming. I love not. And then one day, Frank was like, oh, I don't like that food. I don't want to go there anymore. I was, like, I was like, Frank, we've been there like nine times. What do you mean, like, going there? And it's like, we never went there again. We just go there like once every couple months. Weird. No, I want Indian food again, damn it. All right. Thanks so much, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.